Welcome to the special Jupiter-Pluto conjunction episode of This Week in Astrology. Or wait, is that the Jupiter-Pluto-Saturn triple conjunction episode? We shall see. In any rate, this is episode number 527 for March 30th through April 5th, 2020. Welcome to This Week in Astrology, deepening your astrological wisdom since 2007. One of 2020's most important events happens this week, a Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, except that, energetically speaking, it's really a Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. I I explain how this game-changing conjunction ties into the coronavirus crisis and the global spiritual awakening that it's here to catalyze. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. You can read this forecast online and see my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns by going to astroshaman.com. Click blog on the menu bar, then choose the astrology forecasts category. And please, rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so that others can find it. What's old as we come into this week? We've got a waxing moon. So, let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. As I've been doing recently, this podcast will have a number of smaller aspects that do not appear in my written forecast. We're going to start with a few of those before we get to the main event. So, on Wednesday, April 1st, we have a Mercury-Venus quintile. That's Mercury 16 Pisces and Venus 28 Taurus. This is a really lovely connection for... uh, creative writing, creative speaking, flowing speech. Mercury's in Pisces, which is all about flow and inspiration and almost like channeling or can be channeling. Venus is really powerfully dignified in Taurus. So basically we've got a lovely setup for communication here. Also on April 1st, we've got another quintile, this time with the Sun and Saturn. Sun's at 13 Aries, Saturn is at 1 Aquarius. And this is really good for productivity. That Aries sun loves to get out there and spend energy. Saturn loves to be productive and measure out the energy. So uh, the quintile can bring in all sorts of intuitive inspiration. So a lovely combo of just getting inspired as to what work needs to be done, having the energy to do it, and having the endurance to do it. On Friday, April 3rd, we have a Mercury-Neptune conjunction. That's at 19 Pisces. And this is really good for intuitive flow, Um, has a little bit in common with that Mercury-Venus quintile from two days ago on the first. Uh, But this is even more explicitly about channeling. It's about the mind, Mercury, the human mind, connecting to Neptune, that flow of divine energy and inspiration. And Mercury's in Pisces anyway, which is the sign for that. So a really great time in the days around the third to really be just really listening what is the divine flowing down into my mind? Really listen to that flow. This is, rather than an intuitive flash like a lightning strike, this is more like a waterfall just coming in all the time. Also really good for any kind of creative expression because Mercury is not just words, it's not just writing, it's any kind of expression. And Neptune is divine inspiration. So uh, a lovely, lovely uh, energy there on April 3rd here with Mercury and Neptune conjunct. On Saturday, April 4th, is the big event, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, but we've got a couple of quick warm-up acts before that happens. We have Venus trine Saturn, Venus 1 Gemini, and Saturn 1 Aquarius. Uh, This is a really good stabilizer for relationships, for creativity, for finance, 
kind of a, it encourages a steady, mature, responsible, well thought out, well planned approach to those areas of life. Um, although Venus in Gemini, having just moved into that sign, loves variety. So an interesting combination here. There, there might be a desire for a variety of relationship of creative expression. Um, sometimes Venus in Gemini is a bit of a spendthrift. You've got to be careful with that. And uh, Saturn can help structure all that, hopefully in a positive way. The other warm-up act is the Sun-Mars quintile. That's with the Sun at 15 Aries and Mars at 3 Aquarius. Another quintile, a lot of creative energy here at the beginning of April. This is um, really just doubling down on the Mars-Aries vibe, which is to say lots of energy, lots of enthusiasm. Uh, both Mars and Aries can be about the leader, the warrior, the pioneer, the entrepreneur. The quintile brings a lot of fairy dust, a lot of magic, a lot of creative inspiration. So just a lot of creative inspiration as to things you might want to do. And that brings us to the main event, not just of the day, but of the, you know, one of the biggest events of the entire year. And everything I've just given prior to this, none of that's in the written forecast. So that's all bonus material for you podcast listeners. But here we have the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction at 24 degrees, 53 minutes Capricorn. And settle in, because this is a long interpretation. Titanic extremes, good or bad, can be fueled by a year-long Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, 24 degrees, 53 minutes Capricorn. I'll eventually include Saturn, who's energetically conjunct these two planets in this interpretation, but let's start with Jupiter and Pluto. This Jupiter-Pluto conjunction came into orb, which means close enough to connect energetically, on January 29 of 2020, and it will remain in orb through January 7 of 2021. They'll make two more exact conjunctions on June 30th and November 12th. Pluto, as we're currently seeing with the coronavirus crisis, can bring death, transformation, and eventually rebirth. Jupiter, our solar system's biggest gas giant, is all about expansion. So he can take whatever Pluto's doing and make it truly gargantuan. Ren Butler masterfully lays out these Jupiter-Pluto possibilities in his wonderful book, The Archetypal Universe, Astrological Patterns in Human Culture, Thought, Emotion, and Dreams. Highly recommend that to you folks who want to really dive deep on two and three planet combinations and how to interpret them. As always, I feel blessed to draw from his masterwork on planetary combinations with his permission to share these archetypal possibilities. First, I'll share the most compelling ideas from Ren's Jupiter-Pluto section. Then I'll add in the most important themes from the multi-year Saturn-Pluto conjunction, as well as other planets who make strong aspects to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. The bottom line, as I foreshadowed at the top, is that we're really looking at 2020's most important astrological event, a triple conjunction with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. Let's start with some positive potentials of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Great resources and potential, titanic evolutionary forces, the capacity for enormous success, empowerment through education, intensive urges to improve, the recognition that power either benefits all or none, an ethic of right makes might as opposed to might makes right, dramatic opportunities for regeneration and transformation, beneficial destruction, heavy experiences with a positive outcome, the long trip into and through the underworld of the psyche, triumph through facing death, intense idealism, 
the faith to move mountains, empowered activism or philanthropy, the urge to share one's transformative experiences with the larger culture, and the power of truth. Obviously, this Jupiter-Pluto conjunction has plenty of upside potentials, but we're also wise to stay alert to its darker possibilities. These include extreme material or spiritual ambition, a tendency to feel high and mighty, which threatens those in authority, an obsession with glory and greatness, political drama, delusions of superiority, opportunities to abuse power, runaway power trips, inclinations to act as a law unto yourself, the power elite, plutocracy, obsessive righteousness, fanaticism and overkill, misplaced moral urgency, religious or other dogma, ideals of betterment and progress as a reason to dominate other people and nature, and stupendous waste of shared resources. So, the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction can be used selflessly and or selfishly. Earth is a free will zone, so we get to choose how we behave on this spectrum. The same is true for the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. A year of Jupiter-Pluto might seem like a long time, but the Saturn-Pluto conjunction lasts nearly four years. It came into orb on January 31st of 2018 and won't wrap up until December 18 of 2021. If you can spare a few minutes, I strongly encourage you to read or listen to my deep dive interpretation of the January 12th Saturn-Pluto conjunction. You can also listen to a 28-minute MP3 of me interpreting it, excerpted from my 2020 astrology forecast lecture. This free MP3 contains lots of additional information about this momentous event. And I linked to those words, to the uh, January 12th forecast and the MP3 in this forecast. And... uh, I already told you at the top how you can get to that. It'll tell you again. Go to astroshaman.com, click on blog, and choose astrology forecasts. And just go to this forecast for um, the first half of April. Drawing from that forecast, just kind of the best, greatest hits stuff, here are the potentials of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that feel most important during our coronavirus crisis. I once again acknowledge drawing from Ren Butler's The Archetypal Universe, as well as Richard Tarnas's masterwork, Cosmos and Psyche, Intimations of a New Worldview. If you don't know about that book, Cosmos and Psyche, the absolute best book, hands down, on the effect of outer planet heart aspects on global history. It's a complete masterwork. If you want to understand mundane astrology, get that book. It's extraordinary. So, here's some Saturn-Pluto combos. Profound discipline, strength, and endurance. Heroic self-control. The capacity to bear down with great force and pressure on difficult situations until they're resolved. A deep sense of responsibility. Challenges which lead to an urgent reformulation of priorities. A need to cut your losses and deepen your commitment to the important things in life. Profound feelings of powerlessness, but with the resolve to continue. Feelings of anxiety and fear negative or threatening forces, a perception of irrevocable pressure and change, profoundly weighty events of enduring consequence, the irrevocable termination of an established order of existence, displays of personal and collective determination, unbending will, courage, and sacrifice in the face of danger and death, and 
the transformation and forging of enduring structures, whether material, political, or psychological. Obviously, a lot of the Saturn-Pluto energy is very much involved in the coronavirus crisis, which is why it felt really important to include that here in the Jupiter-Pluto forecast. Now, back to Jupiter-Pluto. Three planets make important aspects to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. We've already discussed Saturn in terms of his conjunction to Pluto, but Saturn is also conjunct Jupiter and Pluto and influences this conjunction because of his proximity. The fact that Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto crisscross each other throughout 2020 emphasizes how tightly integrated they are this year. Saturn's influence is well represented in the discussion of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction I just gave you and needs no more elaboration here. That leaves two more planets that add their influence to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. Pallas Athena is less than one degree past Jupiter and Pluto. She's a renowned warrior goddess who sprang fully armored from the head of Zeus in Greek mythology. If you want to use warlike terms, she could represent our battle against the coronavirus. However, Pallas is also known for being a master of strategy. With no vaccine to prevent it and no medicine that can cure it, we're ill-equipped to wage a traditional battle against the virus. So Pallas reminds us that we have to be clever to prevent it from spreading. The final important aspect to the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction is Eris, spelled E-R-I-S, who makes a tight square from Aries. She's best known as the goddess of discord. Snubbed from attending an important wedding attended by many Greek gods, she crashed the party and tossed out an apple marked to the fairest, F-A-I-R-E-S-T. The resulting brouhaha among the women escalated into the Trojan War. On one level, Eris warns us against sowing unnecessary discord that could make our challenging situation even worse. But even this seeming villain has her upside. Sometimes, when it's time for a big change, we need someone to upset the apple cart and shock us out of our status quo, or something. So now we know what all the planets in the Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction are bringing to the party. Here's what I make of all this. The coronavirus pandemic could act as a necessary corrective for humanity. It has accomplished something extraordinary. You could even call it miraculous. That has never before happened during my 60-year lifetime, and actually not for over 100 years. COVID-19 has presented humanity with a global mortal threat. We haven't seen the likes of this since the 1918 uh, Spanish flu pandemic. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, first world or third world. The virus couldn't care less about your religion, your sexual orientation, or the color of your skin. If you get it, it could kill you. Even if you survive, it can use your body to implant itself in other humans. You could have it right now and not know it, unwittingly accelerating its spread. The existence of this equal opportunity pandemic is remarkable enough, but what's equally extraordinary and ripe with life-affirming opportunity is humanity's response. All across the world, we're seeing the temporary closure of non-essential businesses and the elimination of public gatherings. Many of our usual distractions, such as concerts, festivals, and sporting events, have disappeared almost as rapidly as if Thanos had snapped his fingers. Many of us, working fewer hours from home or suddenly not working at all, find ourselves with extra time on our hands. Some will simply replace their usual distractions with others. They'll immerse themselves in games, TV shows, movies, and music. 
oblivious to the larger opportunity offered by this pattern interrupt, or not motivated enough to take advantage of it, they'll experience no significant shift in their consciousness. But many others will sense the magical opportunity humanity is being offered and will capitalize on it. With the plug suddenly pulled on their usual busyness, they'll start to slow down. They'll spend more time outside. Spring is budding in the northern hemisphere and be nurtured by the calming, healing energy of nature. They'll develop more meaningful connections with the people they live with or will use the phone or web to dive deep with friends and loved ones. These interactions will nurture many positive feelings. These and other experiences may also catalyze challenging feelings and thoughts, the kind they usually ignore or repress. In their hectic pre-pandemic lives, they never made time for them, but now they can. Some will already have effective tools and techniques to do this essential inner shadow work. Others will learn how to do it using simple DIY tools such as my free healing invocation. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Some will discover that each layer of shadow work effectively done automatically opens them to a new level of spiritual awakening. Encouraged and excited by this newfound bliss and ecstasy, they'll feel called to establish a deeper spiritual connection. They'll unearth, perhaps for the first time in their current incarnation, an ever-present peacefulness inside themselves, burning warm and steady like an unquenchable fire. They'll learn how to seamlessly merge their human self with the higher self that created them. They'll discover that this makes harmony, flow, ease, and grace their new normal. Thousands do this every day, quickly and easily, using my free Embodied Awakening Invocation. Again, there's a link in the show notes to that. Once they awaken enough, they may have a realization that's for shocking, then comforting. At the soul level, they chose to be on earth at this time, even knowing in advance what a mess it was going to be. They came not to simply survive, but to serve. They knew in advance that it would be a high-risk operation. Many light warriors come to earth, fall under the spell of spiritual amnesia, and never remember their missions. They get plenty of hints and nudges, as well as more dramatic wake-up calls like the current pandemic. But earth is a free will zone. Each human gets to choose whether to awaken or continue their spiritual slumber. This is a tremendous opportunity that the coronavirus has given us, individually and collectively. It has wrenched us out of our normal routines. Suddenly, unexpectedly, we have more time to turn inside and discover our true nature. At the very least, we can tune into the calm spiritual core that will help us navigate these troubled times more smoothly. Many of us will awaken to the service we came here to perform, and, by deepening our divine connection, will receive the ongoing intuitive guidance we need to fulfill our mission. The particulars of each person's mission are unique, but they're all being coordinated by an overarching divine intelligence toward one glorious outcome, a new golden age on earth. And the coronavirus is exactly the catalyst we needed to get it rolling. I'm hardly the first one to put forth this idea. Many spiritual teachers have already shared their takes on this. But I can share the unique vision I recently had of this near-future Earth. A few days ago, I was part of an online group event. We were asked to enter into silent meditation for 15 minutes while imagining what the new, higher-vibration Earth might be like. I don't have a strong visual imagination, so I did what I often do when my personality isn't up for a task— 
I asked my higher self to do it for me. I asked to receive visions of this more wonderful earth. As always, my higher self delivered the goods. One by one, I received the following visions. 1. A person walking peacefully through the world, his aura automatically blending with the natural world around him. His consciousness is focused primarily in his physical body, but he doesn't perceive himself as a separate being. He simply knows that he's one with everything around him. 2. I saw two people in an urban setting, walking toward each other from opposite directions. They don't appear to know each other. As they near each other, their auras blend. For a moment as they pass, they enjoy an ecstatic soul communion. As they continue walking in opposite directions, their fields automatically separate. I got the sense that this sort of euphoric connection is routine among strangers, as commonplace to them as waving a hand or saying hello is to us. 3. I saw hundreds of people gathered in a large circular building. Everyone is seated in amphitheater-style circular tiers, with two people seated and facing each other in the center. These two are masters of ecstatic blending. They merge their energy fields without physically touching, then are joined by everyone else in the building. This mass blending of souls creates an extraordinary amount of shared spiritual ecstasy. The more, the merrier. I got the sense that this society prefers this sort of cooperative group experience rather than sports or other competitive events. 4. In this world, selfless sharing is the norm, and there's no monetary system. There's plenty of abundance for everyone. 5. Telepathic communication is commonplace. People can choose whose thoughts they wish to receive. Their communication is much more clear and succinct than ours. Direct mental transmission eliminates the ambiguity so frequently caused by spoken or written words. 6. I sensed that this world has a relaxed, sex-positive culture. Those who are attracted to each other are free to have an erotic connection. There's no sense of inhibition, guilt, or prudishness. 7. In addition to the individual consciousness associated with the physical body, people are also part of the planetary consciousness. Everyone can easily hold both levels of awareness at the same time. 8. Love pervades everything. The norm is harmony, flow, ease, and grace. Many of these thoughts and images were entirely new to me and came with a sense of surprise. There was a very clear sense of receiving these images rather than creating them with my imagination. Before that, on March 17th, I led members of my Awakening Plus online spiritual support membership as we communicated with the consciousness of COVID-19. Several people shared the messages they received from the virus with the group. The particulars differed, but the theme was unanimous. The coronavirus is a being of light that brings us tough love, global societal disruption designed to help us all shift to a higher level of consciousness. Finally, I'll share an emphatic message I received during a recent plant spirit ceremony. Mother Earth told me, I can't wait any longer. I have to move to the next dimension now. Gave me chills. <laughs> I believe that the global shift to higher consciousness is happening now. Of course, I could be wrong. But if enough of us act as if it's true, by treating each other with more love, compassion, and generosity, the world will become a much more wonderful place.
That's our choice with the titanic energies of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, and their collective Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. The awesome potency of all this astrological power could result in a totalitarian hell or a utopian heaven. It's our choice. Every thought you think, every word you speak, and every action you take is a choice for one or the other. It's a U.S. election year, but your most important vote will not be for president. With mankind's fate in the balance, what future are you voting for with your thoughts, words, and actions? As if that wasn't long enough, here's a P.S. I highly recommend that you check out the global 20-minute meditation at the moment of the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, which will be April 4th at 10.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's designed to create a massive shift for humanity in the most positive and harmonious direction possible. Again, you got to get there by April 4th, 2020 at 10.45 p.m. or it's too late. But if you're hearing this before then, please put that on your calendar. And they're trying to get a million people meditating at the same time, which could create a profound planetary shift. Also, and this is anytime, Charles Eisenstein, one of my favorite writers, just published a long, balanced, deeply thoughtful, massively insightful essay on the coronavirus. 9,000 words and everyone amazing. And that is linked from the show notes. And that's it for the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction interpretation. On Sunday, April 5th, you can enjoy a magical flow of inspired creativity and divine connection with Venus Quintal Neptune. Venus, 1 Gemini, Neptune, 19 Pisces. I want to thank the one person who in the last month sent their chart in. I guess people have been a little preoccupied with this coronavirus, but thanks to Maria sending your chart in. That obviously qualifies you to eventually have your chart possibly interpreted in part one of the show. And of course, that sets you up for the free giveaway that I'll be doing a little bit later on this show every month. Everyone's welcome to participate in most Awakening Plus calls for free. Here are April's online events, all on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern. April 13th, we'll do group healing, immunity boosting, and awakening. April 20th, we'll do individual healings. That's where we have one person at a time in the hot seat. Those individual healings run like 10 to 15 minutes. And, uh, We'll be able to cycle quite a few folks through on that call. And finally, on April 27th, we'll have a guest presenter to be announced. We use Zoom for our live calls. You can see the link in the show notes for details. Awakening Plus features three live streaming events each month. Most are open to everyone for free. The archive of 220 transformative events, as well as accountability partners and the forum, are available to Awakening Plus members. Learn more at awakeningplus.com. Congratulations to our April free session winner. It's Kate, the Kate born on December 20, 1978 in Burlington, Vermont. Kate, uh, pop me an email with your last name and your time of birth, and we'll get you set up with your free reading. Info at astroshaman.com. Congratulations, Kate. I can serve you with astrology readings. Talking to all you guys, not just Kate here. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance, and I've just dropped my prices significantly because of the coronavirus. I know a lot of people are hard up with cash, so I've literally dropped my prices by a third 
and there's even a sliding scale available below that. So if you didn't think you could afford me, um, possibly now you can. Check out the prices at astroshaman.com. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as you know, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. Learn about all this and more in the show notes. To see them, go to astroshaman.com slash 527. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is info at astroshaman.com. And my number for voice and text is 828-338-9852. I'd love to connect with you. We're wrapping up this episode. Please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen so that others can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign-up for two great opportunities, chances to win a free consultation, and have your chart interpreted on the show. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be redirected to the This Week in Astrology area of astroshaman.com. Whatever your sun sign, my forecast can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the U.S. Eastern Time Zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone's affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Learn more by going to astroshaman.com, services on the menu bar, and from there, click Astrology Plus. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.